0: Hello, everybody, and welcome to episode number 163 of Hooked on Sports. My name is John Flynn, and thank you so very much for listening in once again. And, wow, we've got lots to talk about today. We're going to be all over each of the four professional sports leagues today. We're going to be all over the NBA play-in tournament that started yesterday. We are going to get into... My, my NBA first round picks and how I think the conference playoffs will transpire. We're going to get into the um of with some of the things that I noticed from the first week of Major League Baseball that stood out to me. We're going to get into my guy Scotty Scheffler taking care of business and winning his first major in the Masters over the weekend. We're going to uh, talk about the contenders for the NHL President's Trophy race. There are 2 weeks left in the regular season in the National Hockey League. We're going to get into the uh into the fiasco with the Washington Commanders and then we we're, we're, we're going to do so, something we do we did a couple of years ago and talk about the, the teams that have a great opportunity to control the the uh the levers yeah, uh, in, in the NFL draft, so we we're, we're going dis- to discuss a few teams that, that I think and uh, uh, what their strategy should be and what their pulse should be, with with the NFL draft, which is two weeks from tomorrow. So we we have a lot to, to discuss. So, but I do want to start with the with what transpired last night in the NBA. So 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 the the NBA playing uh, tournament began yesterday with the. Brooklyn Nets taking care of business against the Cleveland Cavaliers and the Minnesota Timberwolves. I would get punched their ticket to the playoffs and they beat when they beat the LA Clippers last night. So, I want to start with the Brooklyn Nets and the this, this was the case where the Nets needed their stars to show up and ball out. And surely enough, they did, especially Kyrie Irving and people uh, cuz I know Kyrie Irving has been in the news so, so much with the vaccine stuff and all that, but but currently with the vaccine mandate off for for employees like Kyrie Irving so he he took full advantage and and was it was a big reason why the Nets won that game last night 34 points 20 points in the first half on 9 of 9 shooting that's why the Nets were big at halftime and they never really gave Cleveland a chance to uh, to come back and win that game and this was a much needed win for the Brooklyn Nets now Brooklyn has a chance to go, go, go to Boston and win a series without the vaccine concern, and, and Boston without Robert Williams, their, their, their star center, who is a great defensive player. We're going to get into that series in, in just a little bit, and I can't wait for for that. So, and, and Kevin Durant has scored twenty five points last night. He he showed up and uh, in, in in big spots and helped supply the offense when Kyrie Irving wasn't uh, uh, uh what wasn't playing and was sitting. So I I think in order for the Brooklyn Nets to to, to take care of uh, to uh take care of business and this is going to be the Nets going forward here they, they need Kevin Durant to show up and be vintage KD they need Kyrie Irving to show up and be vintage Kyrie Irving and, and I also think that they, they need they need guys for the bench to show up and I know that the, the Nets have been to, have been talking a lot about Ben Simmons potentially him coming back for for the playoffs and he he's going to be thrown right into the fire. And 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 the word around the street with Brooklyn is that the is that Ben Simmons is is tougher now than he than he was with Philadelphia, but we'll have to see it to believe it. So so, so I think that the Brooklyn Nets have a have a realistic chance uh, of winning winning what I think is gonna be an entertaining and and story filled first round playoff series with the Boston Celtics, so so that's where the, the the nets are right now. Me- meanwhile, Cleveland never really got going. They were uh, they, they were offensively challenged throughout and 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 and, and that was uh, especially the case after the All-Star break. And and now they're going to face the winner of Atlanta and Carolina uh, and Charlotte tonight. And I think Atlanta should should be able to, to win that game with with Trey Young being a uh, doing Trey Young things and and um is the and and the and the coaching able to uh, to uh, to uh, take uh, take care of a business from uh, of from that point on so Nate, with Nate McMillan at, at the helm and you know how Atlanta did last year they wound up going all the way to the Eastern Conference finals as the 5 seed right, right now they're the 10 so it was so they, they needed a couple of wins to uh, to actually give themselves a chance to play against the Miami Heat on Sunday uh, to to start that playoff series. So it's going to be all sorts of fun for for all the parties uh, parties involved in the East. So and then then how about the Western Conference seven versus eight game between the Minnesota Timberwolves and the Los Angeles Clippers and. And look this this was a fantastic win for the the Minnesota Timberwolves and 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 this is despite Carl anthony Towns playing his worst basketball of the season in, in, in the first half last night. He, he he went into the half with four fouls. He was eventually fouled out with eight minutes to go. So by Anthony Edwards and D'Angelo Russell, they, they, they stepped up to the plate. And, and they, they needed to make big-time baskets when it mattered the most down the stretch And That's certain, that's exactly what they did. Anthony Edwards, he, he scored 30 points for, for Minnesota last night. D'Angelo Russell score 29 and, and and they 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 were tremendous uh, th- throughout and and DeAngelo Russell assisted in in all in all areas of concern. Pat Patrick Beverly uh, played very strong defense against this former team. So, th- I thought that that was a lot of good stuff right there. So, well we we have not we have not talked much about the Minnesota Timberwolves this season maybe because we didn't think they 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 were going to be relevant this season and there was going to be uh, some more growing pains with Anthony Edwards but Chris Finch is, is is in the conversation for coach of the year in the NBA so Minnesota was the number one offense in the NBA, and and they were the number one three point shooting team in the NBA. Uh, they, they they were they were in the top of the league in steals and blocks, and and, and be, being able to uh, to create offense with their defense. So, but but the way Minnesota is shaped up, and 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 it, it's it's nice for Minnesota knowing they have a player like Carl Anthony Towns, so they they could win games against against good teams without so without their Best player having big nights, so I think they can definitely give the, the two seeded Memphis Grizzlies a run for their money. I think it, it's not gonna be it's it's not gonna be easy for for uh, Minnesota because of the way Memphis played down the stretch, the way Memphis played without John Morant for, for for much of the second half, and yet they were still ruling and wins. So Memphis can beat you in a lot of different ways, and I think Minnesota. The, the way the way they're constructed and the way they're physically constructed uh, I think is, is a is a good sign if you are a fan of the Minnesota Timberwolves. and and, and another note that the that I think uh, Timberwolves fans have every right to celebrate um, uh, the, the way they did because well let, let's face it the Minnesota Timberwolves franchise is is, is full of it is is um, is 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 you know f- f- full of losing and and, f- and full of lack of success here, so I I think the um I I, I would I would have to say that it, it, it's it's wor- it's noteworthy how they were able to to celebrate last last night and, and only the second time they've made the playoffs so since their loss in the two thousand four Western Conference Finals against uh, against Kobe and the Lakers. So, so th- and they've only won one playoff game si- since then. So, it's, so, I think Timberwolves fans have every right to celebrate, and and they could party like it's two thousand three again. So, w- with 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 the way that they, they were able to win that game, so I, I love what I saw from from the Timberwolves last night. I think it, I think it, it's going to carry over in, into the first round of the playoffs against the Grizzlies, who. So who, who I think might be caught flat-footed in there. And meanwhile, the Clippers, uh, I the, the Clippers are, are going to have to face either the winner of the second, the San Antonio Spurs, and the and the New Orleans Pelicans over the weekend uh, on on Friday night to to actually get into the playoffs and have a date with the Phoenix Suns. And 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 and, and I think and um, it, it's going to be a huge disappointment in, in my mind if. Uh, if if the Timber uh, if the Clippers aren't able to get out of the play-in tournament and let a a team like Sacramento, or San Antonio, or New Orleans get it, Paul George scored has uh, as, as, scored thirty-four points last night, but some but but no, not nothing really much told him to write about. Write about it. with Zubac not not playing great with Reggie ja- Reggie Jackson uh, being being inconsistent, so. I, I would have to, I think that the Timberwolves are, are, are feeling good and the Clippers not so much, knowing that, knowing that even if they win, they're going to have to go up against the best and most complete team in the NBA and the Phoenix Suns in the first round, and that's that's not go- going to be fun for a, for a perspective like that. So so now so now we have um, now we have that I'm gonna uh, tell you um give give you my uh, my f- predictions for the first three rounds of the NBA going going up to the conference finals so in the East Miami going up against either Cleveland Charlotte or Atlanta I think Miami it, it is too well coached and and and, and have su- such a a strong team that they're 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 easily better than. Well, Than their first round opponents, so I'm gonna take Miami to win that series in in five games. Whoever they play, especially if it's uh, if it's Charlotte. Uh, so how about the 76ers and, and the Raptors in the five four? Now it's gonna This is an important series for Philadelphia, right? Because the, the 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 Sixers mortgaged the future. They traded for James Harden. James Harden, in my, in my mind, doesn't do things that, that that win two games in April and May. And, and Matisse Theibel, who who is who is who's come up strong, he won't be able to play in Toronto because he, he's not vaccinated and and it's not uh, not aligned with Canada's uh, va- vaccine rules for, for for the NBA. So so, so that's going to be a, a disadvantage on that. But I, I think this is where Tyrese Maxey really makes a name for himself, and and Joel Embiid, he's gonna he's probably gonna be number two. In the MVP, but when it's all said and done, remember I told you Joel Embiid was going to be the MVP. It was going to be Nikola Jokic. So I- I'm going to take the Sixers over the Toronto Raptors in seven. It's it's going to be a fun series. Uh, but, but I I think the-, the the two best closers, uh, on on uh, in that series are going to be the James Harden and Joel Embiid. So I think that's going to come up big potentially uh, if-, if you have a Game Seven with. Uh, with 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 those two together. N- now let's go to the other uh, end of the East bracket. We got the Milwaukee Bucks and the Chicago Bulls. I th- I have a huge trust level in Milwaukee, no- knowing that Giannis is the best player in the, in the league right now. He's the most intimidating player in the league, and and, and, and Giannis is, is one of the, uh, is one of the fourteen or fifteen pl- uh, players that, that, that you 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 could be the, the best ever in the NBA. Two two finals and uh, two. NBA uh, MVP awards and the Finals MVP uh, uh, and a championship. So, it's, it's, uh, so I, I think Milwaukee is going going to bludgeon the Bulls, who they swept the season series against. I'll take Milwaukee in five games in in that series. Now, how about the Nets and the Boston Celtics? I, I, if Robert Williams was in was in the series and, and he is, uh, and he's gonna be. Uh, receiving a lot of all NBA defense votes. Um, this uh, this week with the end of the regular season, him, him not playing, I think, is a really big deal. And, and and knowing that that the Nets have a potent offense with with Kyrie Irving and Kevin Durant, uh, be, being able to uh, to do a lot of things offensively, and, and Kevin Durant can easily drive to the basket, and Robert Robert Williams is the best inside defender. Uh, in, in, on Boston's roster, so I think this is a matchup nightmare for uh, for um, for the Celtics, and I think Steve Nash knows no, that he's going to have to uh, u- utilize like uh, uh, his stars uh, um, at the fullest. and I'm going to take the Brooklyn Nets in an upset to win that series in six games. So uh, I I think that this is a a a, a terrific. Um, it uh, matchup and, and a huge and a lucky break for for the Brooklyn Nets. I I, I think Boston's playing tremendously well since the start of of the new year some but but I, but I think that they they're they're, they're they're gonna start running out of gas soon and I' at the expense of of the Brooklyn Nets. so I, I have Miami against Philadelphia and then I have Milwaukee against Brooklyn. I'm gonna take Milwaukee over Brooklyn in seven. I'm gonna take Miami over Philadelphia in six, and then then you have a, a rematch uh, of the conference finals in 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 2020. Uh, I in, in the in, excuse me the conference semifinals in 2020 and the and the first round rematch from last year with the Miami Heat and the Milwaukee Bucks in the Eastern Conference Finals. Now and, and I'll take Giannis to uh, to. Uh, beat and beat uh Miami in, in in the conference finals. So so that's the Eastern Conference. How about the Western Conference? I have the Suns sweeping whoever comes uh, comes out uh, uh, uh of the play-in tournament with the Clippers, Spurs and and Pelicans. I I have the the Jazz winning the series in 6 over the Raptors. I think the Luka Doncic injury, the calf strain is yeah, it was the most inopportune um, injury any team has suffered in in quite some time. So I'll, I'll take the Jazz in six games. I don't feel great about that, but so and 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 Jason Kidd uh, is, uh, has done done a very good job with 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 that team. I'm gonna take the Jazz to beat Dallas in six games. The Warriors. And and the Nuggets, I think this is going to be a five-game series. I think Golden State's going to take care of business. Golden State has not played well si- uh, since Christmas, and, and I think that that could be a concern. But but you can't pick against yeah uh, you, you can't pick against Steph Curry, Clay Thompson, and and, and Draymond Green. And I think Jordan Poole g- is going to be a household name in in, in, in basketball's so fan circles. So by by the end of of this playoff run, I'll take Golden State to win in five games with, uh, and and Jokic is 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 going to be uh, is is going to be tagged as a double agent with. With with um, Jamal Murray and Michael Porter Jr. not not available for the uh, for the series, so I I think this is a, a, a one side of the fair here, which favors the Golden State Warriors, the Memphis Grizzlies, and the Minnesota Timberwolves. I mentioned I I referenced that series earlier. I'm gonna take Memphis in six. I think it's it's not gonna be uh, it, it's not gonna be a, pu- a pushover by any means. And It's not gonna be easy, but. I but but this is uh, John Morant's um uh is uh, it's a it, second opportunity in, in the postseason and, and and I think he he he's he's gonna shine now. Memphis is is young they they've won, they won fifty six games uh, during the regular season, which was good for the second best record in the NBA behind behind Phoenix. So i I like Mem, Memphis and six over Minnesota. So that means I I have. The, the Suns and the Jazz, and then they have Memphis and Golden State. And uh, I'm going to take the Phoenix Suns uh, to beat Utah, and I'm going to take the Golden State Warriors uh, to, to beat the Memphis Grizzlies. I think the, uh, the, the, the experience level will benefit Steve Kerr's Golden State Warriors with Steph and Clay and, and everybody else, which sets up a, a highly anticipated conference finals between the Phoenix Suns and the Golden State Warriors. And I'll take Phoenix uh, to represent the Western Conference in the NBA Finals, meaning we get a rematch of the Milwaukee Bucks and the Phoenix Suns in the 2022 NBA Finals. All right, so I'm going to give you three things that that, 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 I, that I would take away from, from the Masters this weekend. Number one, Scottie Scheffler is a certified freak. Scotty Scheffler, it the number one player in in the PGA rankings going into this week's Masters, um, took took care of business and absolutely dominated th- uh, throughout uh, throughout the whole thing. That that you know, that he, uh, he separated himself far away f- f- from the rest of the packer early on and and, and, and he, he stayed consistent throughout uh, throughout the weekend and and it was it wasn't as, as easy a, a tournament as in prior years because of weather conditions and all that but but but, but Scotty Scheffler um, found found a way to win found a way to be consistent. And, and not not make any major mistakes. So I I I thought Scheffler deserves so much credit. He's 25 years old, going to be 26 in a couple of months, but some, but but with the way he was consistent last year th- throughout the major season, he was top 10 in the PGA Title uh championships and the US Open and the British Open. I, I think it the consistency definitely carried over. Also, he was on the Ryder Cup winning team last year, so so, so that that helped as well. So congratulations to my uh, to Scottie Scheffler for uh, for winning the 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 twenty twenty two Masters. So so that that's the first thing I'll take away. Number two, it's so nice to see Tiger Woods back on 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 the golf course. Now it's it was seventeen months. Um, as, as uh, since uh, tiger play uh, uh uh took a meaningful stroke on the golf course and 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 the years uh, since the uh, since the accident in um in in california so so, so him being able to come back uh, uh the, the way he did he he made made the cut um uh the, the top 50 cut and, and although he eventually faded out in the end i think for for for, for golf fans uh, that that of theories with Tiger Woods, I thought, I um, mean, I mean, I thought this weekend was encouraging uh, on all on all sorts of levels because because uh, Tiger Woods uh, changed the sport of golf for the better and why so why it's more mainstream th- 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 than it ever once was and then the, the last thing is Roy McIlroy uh, had a had a really strong tournament especially uh, on on the Sunday where where uh, he he wound up finishing in second place with 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 a 7 under so Rory McIlroy deserves a lot of credit for 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 holding the zone and then taking advantage of the perfect weather conditions on Sunday and 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 um and and you and you utilizing some confidence and acquiring some confidence going in going into uh, into the PGA Championships next, um, uh, uh, the PGA Championships next month, and and the and the way he finished, especially on that last hole, uh, it it was remarkable. Be uh him being able to come up with a birdie on on the seventy second hole and and wound up finishing eight under par for for the day and seven under overall for for the tournament. So. So, that's, that's, so it's going to be uh it's going to be nice to see, uh, c- continue to see Roy McIlroy cont- continue to be one of the best golfers in the world as we, as as we move uh, chug along here in, in major season in 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 golf. So so that that that's that's where I stand with um with um what what, what I what I saw in golf. So I, I want to give you I give you six topics uh, six bro quick topics. Uh, across the first week so far of major league baseball no, number one is Steve Kwan Steven Kwan made his major league debut on Thursday uh, last week against Kansas City and he and he, he's never he's not stopped hitting since he is t- 10 to 15 to start his career he leads the majors with a 667 batting average seven walks he has a 750 on base percentage and that that leads that that leads uh, the the major leagues. And and he he has, uh, and he's been the catalyst on, uh, for Cleveland's lineup, which has which which has been very good, and it's it's cert- most certainly much needed for a Cleveland team that's been offensively challenged, particularly in the outfield position. So Steve Kwan continue uh, continuing to rake, I think, is a is a, is a good and noteworthy sign for the Cleveland Guardians going forward. Especially when Jose Ramirez, uh, who recently signed a five-year, 124 million-dollar contract extension with Cleveland right before opening day, I th- first of all I thought that was an absolute coup. Second of all, Jose Ramirez is now batting 429 in the in the young season. He leads the major leagues with 11 RBIs. He had six RBIs the other day um, uh, uh, to uh, to uh, to guide Cleveland in, in their uh, uh, in their win over Cincinnati. On Tuesday to spoil the Reds home opener, and so, but, uh, but Jose Ramirez now has 996 Major League hits. He's approaching a thousand, so that's certainly a, a fun fun thing to note here for for Jose Ramirez. And then and then a couple of Mets that 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 oh, I, I take away from from the early portion of the season. Tyler and McGill has led a rotation that has been outstanding so far in this young season. Uh, McGill is 2-0. He, he, uh, he, uh, he pitched 10 in the third inning so far in the opening day start against the Nats in the game last night in Philadelphia. No runs, no walks, eleven strikeouts, and and th- that's the type of pitching uh, uh, that, uh, that 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 uh, Jeremy Hafner has been discussing and has been r- raving about uh, w- whether it's the course of of, of the se- of last season whether it was in spring training. But Tyler McGill, you could not have asked for anything more for Tyler McGill for for the Mets, especially given that Jacob Degrom is going to be out for it for prop- most likely three months. And and Taiwan Walker is on the injured list uh, with, with with a with a shoulder issue, so so the, so the Mets need, Mets need, gonna need some length out of the rotation with so with with um, with two of their uh, two of their projected starting pitchers not uh, not in the fold here for 20, 2022 to start so. So, so that 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 is mu- certainly much needed there, and and then then how about uh, Mark Canna, who is batting 471 on, on the uh, young season entering play today, and he's doing a really really good job in terms of in in, in terms of getting on base and scoring runs, and and that's certainly mu- uh, is certainly mu- much needed with 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 the way a lot of these close games are, are going to fare out with the Mets and the Phillies and the Braves. All in in that division, so that that is certainly uh, a a good a good start there. And then, how, how about the Yankees bullpen and and look the the Yankees rotation? We we, we knew it was going to be a challenged unit to start the season. I knew it was going to be a weakness for the Yankees, uh, regardless of how how the season was going to go, regardless of, of the status of the Luis Severino, regardless of. Um, uh, of, of the depth of that rotation but but the, the Yankees right now sit a three and two in, in the American League East and they won two critical games against the Red Sox to start the season and, and Garrett Cole did not last long on opening day uh, I know he he he, ha- he he took exception to to the game not starting on time because of the pre-game ceremonies for opening day. And, and then Luis Severino only going three innings on Saturday, but but the Yankees bullpen has been outstanding, and, and they they have a new young weapon, um uh, in uh, w- w- with with the Yankees bullpen, uh, w- which is going to be a huge uh, a- addition g- 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 given the potential a, a- the the Yankees m- might go might go through. But Ron Marinaccio ha- as was outstanding his first couple of a, a couple of times out. Uh, and uh, he, uh, he, it's noteworthy for for him on, on on that perspective. And of course, the this Chapman has been outstanding uh, so far, and and, and it's re- really been, uh, been been team contributions throughout. They they lead the majors in in, uh, in 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 relief pitching whip and hits per nine innings. They lead the American League in ERA. And 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 they're they're giving a lot of innings of shutdown baseballs, and and that's going to be what's going to keep the Yankees relevant here. When 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 you think about how offensively challenged the Yankees might might be this season, and and, and, and some of their players off to uneven starts. When you look at Kyle Higashioka and and Isaiah Kind both of them are hitting uh, under 100 so far in the young season. Small sample size, but. So, but you need to find ways to win games when 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 some of you guys aren't stepping up. So, so, so that that that's what, what for the Yankees. And then, I, I, how about the Colorado Rockies? Their bullpen has been tremendous so far. So, they they lead the majors with a .78 ERA entering play on Wednesday. That's the reason why they're four and one to start the season. They, they they had a really nice series win again uh, against the Dodgers over uh, over the weekend and then they they took a pair from the Texas Rangers uh, uh, Monday and Tuesday and then uh, which which sets which sets them up well so so the Rockies deserve a lot of credit the Yankees deserve a lot of credit the, the Mets at 4 and 2 are aren't are a good spot. and then, then Cleveland uh, ho- holding their own in the American League Central, which which is gonna be uh, which is not gonna be an easy division to win, given the White Sox. Speaking of the White Sox, the White Sox right now are decimated by injuries. Uh, I mean, uh, particular in in a couple of areas that they have already they, they lost their top two pitchers already with Lucas Giolito and Lance Lynn, both both going down to injuries. So so it's gonna be an it's gonna be an early season test for for Chicago, but 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 Chicago has won three of their first four games. The, the um and so that the, they they won open, they won yesterday against Seattle in their home opener. So so, so that's certainly an encouraging sign there, but. If 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 the if the White Sox can 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 get some production from Dylan Cease and Michael Kopich, I think it's going to go a long way in, in determining uh, in 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 determining how uh, how far they'll go and and, the, and potential positioning when it comes to the playoffs and and Dallas Keuchel makes a start tonight for Seattle. I think it's going to uh, for I mean uh, against Seattle, so that's going to be a much uh, it's going to be an important start here for. For him and for the Chicago White Sox, of uh, get get given his performance last season, so uh, a, a lot lots lots on the line right there, but I uh, I think I think it's it's, it's it's an encouraging sign for for the Chicago White Sox. Alrighty, so we have a lot to talk about with the NFL uh, and and the draft process, but. I, I wanted to, to cover a couple of topics before we get into the draft. So, so I want to get into the fiasco with the Washington Football Team, and I, th- th- these are some v- very interesting th- things uh, that that came out of the House Oversight Committee yesterday uh, in, in Congress. So earlier this week, the Washington Commanders, uh, and I'm not bringing you this uh, sent sent a 20-page letter to the Federal Trade Commission this week finding that Dan Snyder did financial wrongdoings in terms of respect to the National Football League, that, that he, that he, uh, he uh, possessed two different books of financial information, he withheld as much as $5 million in deposits from C's from and ticket holders, he hid money that was to be shared amongst the NFL owners, and the letter also says that they impromptly uh, claimed revenue by by saying that since so, so that the money came from a Navy versus Notre Dame game that was played at FedEx Field, and then uh, and then also uh, they they uh, said money came from a concert featuring Kenny Chesney and boy 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 this is th- th- this is some uh, this is about as damning um a statement as and uh, uh, as damning a hit piece on on Dan Snyder as we've seen uh, since he, he became the owner of the commanders um, many many years ago so uh, i think th- th- this is going to be the beginning of the end for uh, for Dan Snyder as the as the owner of the Washington football team I, I don't see any way he's gonna recover from this I don't see how so you, that, that there are other owners in the National Football League uh that that, that are that are not uh, uh, that, that that are not upset about what's been transpiring with Dan Snyder and and, and his and 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 his financial wrongdoings. And look, so that, look, Washington's already been been, been, been uh, under uh, under the under the gun for uh, for sexual harassment in the workplace and a toxic work environment. And and that in and itself is a is a disgrace. But 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 the, but then then you throw in the financials and with and with owners placing a premium on on money made. That that that's a disgrace and 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 if if you are if you are a fan of, of other teams you, you should be pissed and if you are a fan of the Washington Commanders who so who who place money uh, into to to uh, as season ticket holders for the franchise then you 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 you've, you've got to be sick to your stomach watching watching this team so so, so Washington's clearly a mess that they they're they're a complete and utter waste and a a, a dumpster fire and Dan Snyder is probably going to be forced to sell the team within the next, within the next year or two. So this is not not what what you want if you are a fan of the uh, if you are Dan Snyder. But 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 he's not not a good person anyway. So so that 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 is uh, otherworldly in terms of in terms of how disgraceful this man has become. So. Yeah, that's well. That's must be the way it is for for um, Dan Snyder. The, the The second thing that uh, uh, that came in, and this is also but not related to the draft, is the Las Vegas Raiders and Derek Carr reached a contract of three years, a hundred twenty one and a half million dollars. Um, uh, they'll they'll get get him through the 2025 season. So, look, I was on this podcast six weeks ago saying that that Derek Carr sh- should be traded because I don't think the Raiders could uh, could win a championship with. Uh, uh, w- w- with the way the the AFC is constructed and how brutal it is, and and then not winning the championship, and the roster is flawed. W- w- well, let us let, let's, let's do uh, let's do some things here that I think are, are have been encouraging from a Raiders perspective. No, 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 number one, the, the the additions they made on defense that they, they they signed Chandler Jones, future Hall of Famer. That they, they they traded for Rocky sin to be be corner number one for the Raiders. Done that and then they they, they of course uh, fleeced the Green Bay Packers for Devontae Adams. So they only gave up the a first and second round pick, uh, first and second round picks each of the next two years for uh f- f- for that to happen. So uh, and Devontae Adams of course uh, played with Derek Carr in. At Fresno State, uh, and they were and they were both drafted in the in the second round together in 2014. So th- this this is a a, a tremendous um uh, th- thing for the Raiders. And look, I, I, and you you know how much I love Derek Carr. I I think if if Tampa didn't bring back Tom Brady, I think I I if Tom Brady didn't come back, I think Derek Carr would have been a great fit for them. I w- I would have traded for Derek Carr if I was the Washington Commanders. I would have traded for. Derek Carr. If I was the Pittsburgh Steelers, some but but Pits, Pittsburgh got um, Trubisky. Washington got Wentz, and Tampa uh, uh, has Tom Brady back. So uh, it, everything in and of itself, and and knowing how how, how uh, the, the, given how important Derek Carr is, he was uh, he was the vital piece that kept the Raiders together. Uh, in, in terms of their chance at making the playoffs, and, and they did. The Raiders won 10 games. They made the playoffs with Derek Carr. Derek Carr is one of the, uh, the, the most valuable quarterbacks in the National Football League. When, when, when you look at uh, his toughness, his, uh, his his clutch play, when it matters the most. So, so Derek Carr is, wor- is, is worth everything to this franchise. And, and, and the Raiders played themselves into a hole. Where they were forced uh, to to uh, to sign uh, Derek Carr for the long term, so that so that's uh, for the Raiders' perspective. So it's so so now so now how about this? So the draft is is 15 days away uh, from the from today, which is the 13th. So two years ago. I, I did I did this uh, I, I, I did, did a special main story where is it where we focused on on the strategies of, of several teams going into the NFL draft in particular I looked at the Lions but I looked at the Giants I looked at the Panthers as teams so that 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 needed to uh, t- take a step in the right direction where where the, the Lions judge where um, it's where um. Where the Lions went corner at three, the Giants went tackle at four, the Panthers went a uh, defensive line with, uh, with number seven, and all that. So, uh, what, what I'm going to do for today's main um, ma- main topic is, is focus on a few teams that that I think I, c- I can control the NFL draft. So, I'm I'm going to begin though with the Jacksonville Jaguars because. The, 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 the Jaguars have been in the news the last couple of days and and you you and Ch- Travis Etienne said in, uh talked to the press uh the other day and, and said that if they, if there was a year that he would miss because uh because of injury last year was the year I mean Etienne tore his ACL a couple of days before the the, the, the start of of the uh, season which was of course a a bad loss for Jacksonville but in all honesty I don't blame him. J- Urban Meyer was so bad at his job that he, that he made it miserable for everybody—players, coaches, and, and 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 all that. And I re- remember Urban Meyer wanted to draft Kadarius Tony uh, with with their second first round pick. Tony went to the Giants at twenty. Says so, so so he drafted Travis Etienne because uh, it's because like he didn't know anyone else from college and. And he he was clearly, um uh, 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 uh n- not not worth it for for the Jaguars. They they of course had to fire him, and then they, they bring in Doug Peterson, which, which which I think is which is obviously an upgrade over over Urban Meyer. But I I don't know if if Doug Peterson is going to be the coach that that'll take the Jaguars uh, to to the promised land, but. So, but in a related story, th- this is such an important pick for for Trent Baalke. You know, Tr- Trent Baalke is clearly more concerned about his job security than so uh, than, than actually uh, than actually improving the Jaguars in a responsible way. I mean, there be Christian Kirk getting a four-year uh, a contract worth, worth a lot of money. That was clearly a reckless sign. He, he wrecked the wide receiver market, and 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 then and then, then he he went berserk with the offense with the defense. I do think he, he, he the offensive line is better, but it could certainly be, be better. So so so, so g- 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 given all of that, I think the Jaguars uh, need to do uh, one, one of two things here. One, draft Evan Neal, number two, or number 2, draft Aiden Hutchinson. I think Evan Neal is going to be a rock star in the NFL as a right tackle and I would argue Evan, Evan Neal is, is the best prospect in, in, in this in this year's trap class. You know, Hutchinson and Thibodeau and Gardner have all gotten their have all have all gotten their praises by smart people, and rightfully so. But but how about this rumor that that, that that's been going around? And Michael Lombardo from from FanSided and Peter Schrager from from NFL Network added on to this: is that Trayvon Walker from Georgia? Uh, could, could be a legit possibility and a, a legit name to watch when, when it when it comes to the number one overall pick in the draft now i i like trayvon walker i i've seen i watched this film i like him a lot there, there's no way he, uh, he is he's is one of the two best prospects in, in this this year's draft and if if trayvon walker i is is the first overall pick it, it it tells me two things number one Trent Baalke fell, fell so much in love, well, with 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 Walker in the draft process, and, and Schrager did say uh, that, that Trent Baalke like li- likes to likes to uh, likes to have a, a physical specimen with a huge upside, then, and it's going to carry a lot of risk, and I think it's going to be a reach here for the Jaguars, but. I, I think uh, you got to take Neal at 1 or Hutchinson at 1. I I would I I if if I was to tell you yesterday who I would like like a number 1, I would go with Evan Neal, uh, maybe today Aiden Hutchinson, but I, either one of those two picks would, would, would be would be would be an instant uh boost for the Jaguars. So, if you are a Lions fan, if you're a Texans fan, if you are a fan of the Jets or the Giants, Trayvon Walker going to the Jaguars would be a huge win of, for all of those teams involved because the Lions are at two. If Hutchinson's available for the Lions at two, they're, uh, the, the Lions are going to take Hutchinson given that, he, that he's from Michigan, um, played at Michigan, and now uh, w- w- would be the face of the defense for the rebuilding since 1957 Detroit Lions. So um, ima- imagine how stoked that fan base would be if Hutchinson landed at them at number two. So, but uh, but what what the Jaguars will be doing of uh, uh, the, uh, the the next uh, next couple of weeks is going to be a huge indicator of, of, of how their franchise is going to go and what direction they they're, they're going to go and and how they're going to be res- perceived and and Trent Baalke knowing he's uh, he's doing uh, he he's. Uh, he's trying to save his job for the long term. He's, uh, he, uh, he's gonna have uh, he's he's gonna have a, a a such important draft. And no no GM is under more pressure to uh, to, to get this draft right than than Trent balky. So 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 how how about other teams uh, that can control the draft? Number one uh, is the New Orleans Saints. So the, the, the Saints, of course, uh, came down with a huge blockbuster trade last week. It, it, it which they they have they acquired the 16th and 19th overall picks from the Philadelphia Eagles in a in a trade that sent Philly a, a, a next year's first round pick the 18th uh, uh the 18th overall pick among others so 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 the Saints have a lot of options with with with, with, uh, with with how they can attack the draft now they have 16 and 19 so they they could easily trade up and draft the franchise quarterback. Yeah, knowing that Carolina needs a quarterback, knowing that the Atlanta Falcons need a solution at the quarterback position sooner rather than later in terms of the long term. So, but but the Saints roster as it stands right now, they they have needs at, at, at offensive tackle. They need they have needs at wide receiver. They have needs at safety. So, so uh, so they, they need an, an offensive lineman to replace Tarrant Armstead wide receiver to, uh, to uh, really replace Michael Thomas which who has really been so has really gone south the last couple of years. So I, I, I think if the Saints stay where they are if they don't make any more trades if they don't trade up or trade down, I, I, I think you, you're going to see the Saints go with the tackle or a or, or wide receiver at 16 and go with the best available tackle. At number nineteen, so so whether it's Chris Olave or Jameson Williams who will, will be available might be available. If Garrett Wilson is not is available, they might go with him. So uh, and and then at the offensive tackle, I think they, they they I think the two targets for them will probably be Trevor Penning from from Northern Iowa or T- Tyler Smith from uh, from Tulsa. So th- those are names to keep an eye on for the New Orleans Saints now. Says now, I th- there is this rumor that the Panthers uh, are thinking of Matt Corral with the sixth overall pick. Now, I I I, th- I think this would be a reach. I think he I think Corral's is, is a is, is a solid a solid quarterback. I I re- really like what he saw from him at Ole Miss last year. So, but it doesn't make any sense from a Carolina perspective, given that Malik Willis and Kenny Pickett are are are, are, are going to be available as well. So. And, and and speaking of Carolina and Matt Rule I th- I think there's a guarantee that the Panthers are going to need to draft a franchise quarterback at, uh, with their first round pick because uh, time's running out for Matt Rule. Matt Rule's probably going to get fired if uh, if the Panthers don't improve or or they don't make an upgrade at the quarterback position sooner rather than later. And and, and I think the tra- I think the recent track record shows that he will be fired given that 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 they surprisingly fired Joe Brady, the offensive coordinator last year. I think Joe Brady um, uh, d- 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 deserves another another chance. So, so 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 I think the the Saints are are in a position of strength here when it comes to fulfilling their needs. And look, g- given how weak the NFC is this year, I it wouldn't wouldn't surprise me if the New Orleans Saints are are a team to uh, to, to watch when it comes to being a playoff contender and James Winston uh, coming back f- f- from his injury. He, he the, the Saints were 5 and 2 with Winston, they were not so good without him, you know, with the with all the taste and Hill shenanigans with I mean with, with start, starting Ian Book on Monday night, that uh, that didn't turn out well for uh, for um um for the Saints. So I, I, so the Saints uh, can do a lot of things Mickey Loomis uh, has shown a willingness to trade up uh, to to draft a quarterback this year but uh, by but, but it, it, it's going to be important for the Saints to uh, to to either you know, either think about this year or try to get back into the first round next year by trading down and, and getting a first round pick for next year uh, so so they can go up and and get get a quarterback next year for 2023 so the, the, the saints are our team to watch yep yet another team is is the new york football giants now the the giants have the fifth and seventh overall picks. they get the seventh overall pick as a result of the justin field trade and the chicago bears underachieving last year so several so the giants are our team that i think the, the, the saints might consider calling in terms of a trade up, because the, the the Giants are clearly going to the season with Daniel Jones as their quarterback, and they also have have needs uh, at a lot of different areas. Of course, it, it's all part of the mess that Dave Gallman left behind. I'll we'll never get over uh, the, the the waste of time the Giants had with Dave Gallman the last four years. So, but Joe Shane did say to the press recently that he is willing to, to not make any more moves and 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 take two players with the 5th and 7th overall picks and, and and surely enough I think I think the Giants are going to get two absolute stars uh with with their two picks so uh, they're, they're obviously going to go right tackle number with number five, so they're the, the, they're probably going to take either take the, the best available tackle. Whether if, if Evan Neal falls or falls, uh, falls uh, whether it's Akeem Akwono from NC State or if Charles Cross uh, fall uh, is, is the best available, the Giants are probably going to take him at number five. The Giants' coaching staff said recently that that they raved about 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 um Charles, uh, Charles Cross as a prospect and as a right tackle. So. I don't think the Giants can go wrong with with any of those three guys at right uh, with uh, to be their right tackle. Obviously, Andrew Thomas is uh, is is the left tackle, and and he was might have been the best offensive player for the Giants last year, um, with, with with all intents and purposes there. So, and, and Joe Shane has done. Uh, outside outside that, Joe Shane has done a commendable job uh, with, with with what he was dealt with with the salary cap crunch and and the. And the bad rosters uh, with 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 adding three new uh, potential upgrades at the offensive line already the, uh, it, the uh, drafting of tackle at five would complete the superfecta on on that part, and and, and then, then how about who are they going to take at seven? Now obviously the Giants need need, need a punch, uh, at, on defense so they they could do uh, they could probably go with the best available player. At, at number seven, so whether it's Kayvon Thibodeau from from Oregon, I don't know if he's going to be available there. But if if he he is available at seven, I think that's that's a much neat that that's going to be a huge win for the Giants and Joe Shane and and Wink Martindale for that defense. Or that they they, they could see Ahmad Sauce Gardner, uh, the outstanding corner from Cincy, fall down to them at seven. So. So, so so the so the Giants can, can, can do a lot a lot of things there now the, the the important thing for the Giants is what 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 the what Joe Shane's gonna do about Daniel Jones' 50 year option. so if, if I'm the Giants I would I would decline the 50 year option because because I don't think because the Giants are clearly that didn't give Daniel Jones uh, the, the the requisite talent, or the requisite coaching to uh, to be a successful quarterback, and and of course we, we all know he was a reach at, at number six with the sixth overall pick. Never would have taken him there. Never would have taken Saquon Barkley at number two. Now now look, looking back at it, and and how the roster has uh, has been so bad for 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 a while now, so. I, I think the 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 Giants uh can and they can trade down with 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 teams, but I I, I think the the Saints not having a first round pick next year might not might be a some might be something that to consider for the Giants um uh, maybe Carolina if they're desperate for a quarterback Atlanta if they're desperate for a quarterback I think. Uh, I think the, uh, they 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 could trade with the Giants at five or, or at five or seven or the Jets at four or ten. I think that would, that would be a, a tremendous win for for the Giants or Jets if they can if they if they can get one of the teams to bite and and move up to, uh, to draft the quarterback because it, it, it's gonna it, there is a real possibility that, that I think the three or four quarterbacks are going to be gone. In the first round, when you think of Willis, when you think of Pickett, I think there's going to be a, a quarterback needy team that reaches for Matt Corral. I think there's going to be a team that 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 want, that wants to to trade back into the first round and and take Desmond Ritter so they, they can look at him and and evaluate him for a fifth year option. So so it's so it's certainly, it's certainly a, a a dealer's hand if you are a fan. Um, uh, uh, of the Giants uh, uh, if you uh, the Giants of the Dealers here so and and, and and it's funny that that we finally get get to see uh, a fan base actually express some hope and optimism and approval for for the general manager and their head coach with with Joe Shane and Brian Dable and as a Giants fan myself I couldn't be more thrilled about uh, about Shane and Dable be, uh, being as of uh, being the general manager and head coach, so it, it's it's gonna it's it's gonna uh, a lot of optimism. But I think that if the Giants also uh, should consider positioning themselves to draft a quarterback in twenty twenty three or or trade for a quarterback in twenty twenty three, if I mean uh, if, you know, if Daniel Jones does not pan out well under Brian Dable. Now I, I do think Daniel Jones is gonna is gonna have a, a an improved season with it's because you actually have a real offensive mind with with Brian Dable. You also have a, another solid offensive mind with Mike Kafka being the offensive coordinator. So so, so I think all, all all that involved. I think the Giants are in a great position to uh, to, uh, to, to, uh, to, uh, to 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 win this draft. So that that that's for the Giants. Another team is the Kansas City Chiefs. So the I I, I listen. I think the Chiefs are going to be fine without Tyree Kill. I, I'm not really that that con, that concerned of, uh, of, about about replacing him because the the, the, the Chiefs have four of four top 59 picks. They have eight picks in the first 135. Uh, so I so the Chiefs can do a lot of different things with with, with with their with their picks. Now in terms of the first round, they have 29 and 30. In, in, in the first round. So this so I, I think that the Chiefs can, can certainly approach this draft in a couple of ways. Number one, to, to draft a wide receiver with their first pick. So uh, and you're probably going to look at someone but like, like Christian Watson, I mean, who 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 will be the best available wide receiver at, at that point or if if the Chiefs move up and draft someone like Chris Olave or Jamison Williams to complement Marquez Valdez Scantling. Look, I think Valdez Scantling is going to be a star for Kansas City this year. I I think I, I think the way that that the 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 offense is designed when when you look at the compliment of Eric Biannami, Andy Reid, and Patrick Mahomes, it, 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 if it takes a wide receiver like Marquez Valdez Scantling to, to be uh, to be to be fast, now they they could do they, they could get another speedster at at the position for whether it's um, wh- wh- whether it's um, Olave or Williams, but I, the, the, the Chiefs clearly need a wide receiver. They need to replenish their wide receivers, and and and, and, and the biggest reason why I'm not concerned because because Patrick Mahomes ha- ha- has that it factor. Patrick Mahomes. So you know, the th- 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 thinking of of quarterbacks like Matt Ryan and Tom Brady and Eli Manning among others, and Aaron Rodgers great quarterbacks create wide receiver monsters for 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 opposing defenses to worry about and and and, and the way uh, receivers get get involved and get used to and and learn the offense in training camp I think it's it's a really big deal for for all for all the parties involved so I I love I would love the the the, the, the chiefs to uh, to, draft, to trade up and draft Jamison Williams I think he's gonna be a star uh, in, in in the NFL, so I th- I would love to see um, uh, the, the 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 Chiefs make a move over there. Now I also think the Chiefs are a prime candidate uh, to to draft a linebacker. Now so I, now if 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 you remember uh, if you remember my my discourse last year on the Chiefs, the biggest year, but to me was the linebacker position for Kansas City. Uh, and look, they, they 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 could have used an extra uh, an extra uh, good linebacker in the fourth quarter of the AFC Championship game against the Cincinnati Bengals, if you remember, so on that on, uh, on the second to last drive of the game, Cincinnati had the ball tie with in a tie game, and 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 Joe Burrow converted uh, a, crit- a couple of critical third downs on, on that drive to keep keep the drive going and and get and put Evan McPherson in field goal range, which gave Cincinnati the lead until, when then Kansas City came back, tied it, and then Cincinnati, of course, wanted an overtime with the interception and the field goal by McPherson, but Cincinnati into the Super Bowl. So, but, but I, I I'd feel a lot more comfortable about Kansas City's defense if if, if they drafted linebacker at, at, at number 30. Now, now th- th- this linebacker class is not strong, but by any sense of the imagination, but... I I do think there there are a couple of names that I think uh, are are first-round talents in. Kobe Dean from Georgia and Devin Lloyd from from Utah. Now, there there are smart people that... That have that have the two linebackers going in the in the middle of the first round. I think I think the Dallas Cowboys should absolutely uh, th- think about drafting the Kobe Dean because I because I think the Cowboys need need another, another linebacker for Dan Quinn's defense. So, someone who could take a role like Bobby Wagner did in Seattle when Dan Quinn was his defensive coordinator in Seattle. Now now with the Rams. So but. It's about give the but this is what I think about about the Chiefs and the draft prospects. Give the Chiefs credit for the four straight AFC Championship games at Arrowhead. Next sentence: Twenty twenty three is the next best chance for the Chiefs to go back to the Super Bowl. So be because because the the Chiefs need a year for 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 their for for the new additions on offense to gel with Mahomes and. And, and that offensive line and all of that, but, and also given that the Broncos have Russell Wilson, the Chargers have uh, uh, lo- loaded up. I still think Kansas City's ahead of uh, of the Raiders because because I think that the Chiefs uh, ha- have the best quarterback in the NFL and Patrick Mahomes, and and he he can do a lot of magic there. So so I I th- I think Mahomes can certainly create a, a a Loch Ness monster of an offense going forward and and look this is this is going to be what Patrick Mahomes has to do he's uh, his salary cap this year is 35 million next year it goes up to 46 and a half, uh, over $46.5 and a half million. so 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 he, he he's got to create strengths in positions where the, the Chiefs aren't invested uh in, in in terms of dollars or in in free agent dollars and that's going to be the the wide receivers next couple of years. Uh, th- th- g- g- luckily for the Chiefs, they they still have Travis Kelsey. Kelsey's gonna have a monster year this year. So 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 I I think the Chiefs are gonna be fine. I don't know about the playoffs, g- g- given how brutal uh, that division is, knowing that they're gonna have to face Mahone, gonna have to face Russell Wilson twice a year, Justin Herbert twice a year. So, so I think the Chiefs are are, are m- m- much much in, much in the middle of. So of we or rather than contend for twenty twenty two. So, so so that that's the Chiefs. And the last team I want to talk about is the Green Bay Packers. And is this the year they finally draft a quarterback? Uh, I I mean uh, a wide receiver in the first round. Is, is this the year that Aaron Rodgers finally gets a first round talent at the wide receiver position in the draft? I I I I think I think you have to put a lot of money on that because. Because if you get if, given the sequence of events, so that that's led led to this point and led that led to the trade of the Adams with so with Brian Gutenka's foolishly tra- not only drafting Jordan Love but trading not to draft Jordan Love. I um, in the in the first round in twenty twenty. So so I, I I have I have the sense that that. In order for the Packers to get uh, to give Aaron Rodgers another chance to go to the Super Bowl under his current contract, uh, the, the Packers are going to need to draft a wide receiver, and I think that they're, they're probably going to pick the best available one. I mean, uh, uh, like like that. So they 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 have two first round picks this year. They have two. Uh, they they're, they're going to have two next year. I mean, uh, as a result of of the Adams trade, so. I, I, I think the Packers are, are gonna are gonna compete with Kansas City uh, uh, for uh, to, to draft a wide receiver I think it's I think the Packers currently have a, a better package for teams in the middle of the draft uh, to, to trade down with but uh, all, but the tr- truth be told I think the the Packers are so i I, I still think the Packers are gonna win the division g- g- given that they still have Aaron Rodgers and and, and, and it's hard to pick against him particularly. I mean, in a weak NFC like 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 it is this year, so I think given all of that, I think the Packers are in a are in a good position to to draft a wide receiver for Aaron Rodgers finally in the first round. Now they could have used Michael Pittman Jr. They could have used T Higgins. Uh, they were both available for them, but they said now nah, that we're gonna go with a with a project quarterback in in Jordan Love. So I I I think that's. That that was mind-boggling in the first place. If you are a fan, if you are Brian Gutenkust. So that, so that'll do it for this edition of Hooked on Sports. Thank you so very much for listening in. We got a, a lot of NFL draft to talk about over the next couple of weeks, and obviously the uh, the 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 one the one round mock draft podcast will come out in, in two weeks, of the day before the draft. I'll give you where I think everybody's gonna go and and how I see the first round of the draft going. So, so, but until then, until then, this is John Flynn saying so long. I'll be back here on the podcast next week. So long, everybody.